0: Time now for another Bob and Tom Extra. This is Christopher. You know, we get you to work every morning on the Bob and Tom Show. Now every afternoon at three, we're gonna post a little extra for you to get you laughing on your way home or whenever you download this thing. On the big show today, Joe Buck is on the phone plus can a drink.
1: It's all coming up right after this. Hi, Jess Hooker here. And I'm Chick McGee. Remember the Off the Air Podcast? I do. We're back. What? That's right. It's on the Bob and Tom VIP section of the bob and tom uh, bob and yeah just, just hook yourself up with the vip and wham there you've got video of, of the show in the morning you've got all the t- bob and tom 24 7 goodies and you get the off the air podcast
2: yeah and you can sign up monthly or you can sign up yearly and save money try
1: it out and then of course you're going to sign it up sign up you and your friends for the rest of your life so do it
2: now yeah gift it
1: in
0: southern ohio just north of cincinnati i beheld a vision next to the expressway was a 60-foot jesus with his hands in the air looked like he's carved out of butter just like at the state fair (laughs) Jesus, sweet cream Jesus, old country fresh Jesus, unsalted Jesus, old promise Jesus, imperial Jesus, can't believe it's not Jesus, holy, oh Lord. Lord. Well you see him from the chest up, like he's about to do a backflip, like he scored a touchdown, or maybe melting or about to drown. Well up and to the state fair. Seen a cow made out of corn cops, Garth Brooks out of string cheese and the virgin out of olives <laughs> big butter jesus sweet cream jesus old oh country fresh jesus unsalted jesus Oh promise jesus imperial jesus can't believe it's not jesus Holy old oh Lord <laughs> Shipped in pieces on a flatbed <laughs> Staring backwards was his big head Driver stuck in traffic backups Desperately avoiding eye contact Well don't make no graven images That's one of the ten commandments I hope the grading curve is kindly you get to heaven with a 90 Big butter Jesus Sweet cream Jesus Old country fresh Jesus Unsalted Jesus Old promise Jesus Imperial Jesus Can't believe it's not Jesus Holy, oh, Lord. Can't believe it's not Jesus. Oh, spread the word.
3: <laughs> For those of you who always need something extra, well, there you go. This is Bob and Tom Extra. We are very lucky to have a special guest. First off, this is Tom, and uh, we've got... Um, bunch of people right here, but I think we have the great Joe Buck on the phone already. Uh, Joe, can you hear me?
4: Well, I can, yes, loud and clear.
3: Oh, great. All right. um, I uh, have been reading about your adventures as, a, uh, <laughs> as an announcer of um, uh, mundane things in today's world, I guess is the way to put it. And since you can't do baseball, you're helping people out by, what, doing birthday parties or what's going on?
4: Yeah, uh, really, whatever they were sending me... Uh, I was just doing, you know, just it it seemed like it kind of filled some void that was out there with live events being called uh, by play by play. (laughs) And I did these videos. Fox initially wanted me to do kind of viral videos. I thought that seemed a little too self-serving. So if if I take any ownership in any part of it, it, it was my idea to kind of have people send in, whether it's somebody cooking chicken wings on a grill or clearing out all the furniture in the living room and playing (laughs) two-on-two basketball with a makeshift hoop out of an old adidas box or two dogs fighting over a stick (laughs) Uh, I, I i put my voice to it and then asked whoever got their video put back up on twitter to make a donation to a local charity wherever they may live and, and try to help people out in their own community.
3: Yeah, great move mm-hmm. uh, and very funny. I uh, Did you by chance see a movie called The Groove Tube years ago? Mm, I did not. Okay, the reason no. I'm asking is I, I there was a big news story I'm sure you're aware of that you were also asked to participate in an erotic uh, film play-by-play <laughs> and uh, yeah. you, you may recall your response uh, if you'd like to share it.
4: I said uh, that broke on the internet somewhere and then everybody posts it. And I responded to kind of one of the straightest laced guys on Twitter that put it up that I had been offered a million dollars to do play by play of porn videos. (laughs) Uh, I said, depending on the website, they just may be handing my money back to me. Uh, so, uh, and then, and then, as only Twitter can do, it's like, oh yeah, Joe Buck's a moron. Uh, you know, he's the only idiot that pays for that stuff. So, I mean, uh, you just can't. No you win. can't win for losing on old Twitter. Yeah, you know,
3: so that, that 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 old movie Groove Tube it kind of predated Saturday night live with small skits. And there was one in which they had traditional sort of Olympic level play by play, uh, broadcasters doing the, uh, the play by the, the play by play of a pornographic scene. Very, very funny, Uh, very, very funny stuff.
4: I I just, I I felt like I either a, uh, needed to hold out for more money or b (laughs) uh, just cash it all in and go for it. I, I just think it would, uh, I think it would probably cost me my job. Well, I know it would cost me my job at Fox, and I think it would cost me my relationship with my mother. uh, (laughs) I had had convinced uh, that I had accepted the offer, and she was like, well, you've just been taught better than that. That's ridiculous. How could you ever say? And then I said, but, Mom, I'm taking the money. And I'm going to buy you a new apartment. She lives <laughs> with my sister right now, and she went, "Oh well, you know, it, maybe it has some upside." So, uh, <laughs> Very she, good. She changed her mind instantly once the money was theoretically going to be funneled into her account.
3: It oh. sounds like something that uh, they would offer Jim Brockmeyer. Um,
4: this this is it. The final season of Brockmire, which started as is a five minute "funny or die." video and has gone four seasons on IFC and I was lucky enough to be a part of the first season and then I came back in season two and <laughs> yeah now tonight I am uh, theoretically inducting him potentially into the baseball hall of fame <laughs> all
3: right uh, Joe Buck yeah. is our guest the distinguished announcer mm-hmm. and we sure hope you get to go back to work soon um when you were a kid was your eye always on getting into the broadcast booth?
4: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I followed. I'm I'm all for nepotism. I followed my dad <laughs> into this yeah. business. Uh, he did the Cardinals for for almost fifty years, and I was around him as a little boy. Uh, I was part of his second family, uh, and and whatever clicked with him when I popped into the world. I, I think he wanted me alongside for the ride. So I was in every national league city by the time I was 12 and I saw how much my dad loved going to work every day. And I think it's only natural when, when reality hits that you're not athletically gifted enough to play. uh, The next best thing is to be around it and call it. So I I think, yeah, I I was smart enough back then to have uh, a real interest, pay attention, soak it all in. And then by the time I was 21, I was doing the Cardinals in 25, I was hired at Fox in 27, 28 was doing the World Series. So it was just a crazy quick ride that I, I really never dreamed would, would happen to this degree. This may be
3: somewhat obscure. I read a book um, many, many years ago, um, and it was by a guy that had been one of the staff writers on MASH. Hmm. And, yeah. and he took the he took the year off to go tour with a minor league baseball team to learn to become yeah. an announcer.
4: Yeah, Ken Levine. That's it. Uh, Yeah, yeah, great writer, obviously. Um, I think he had his hand somewhat in cheers, too, maybe, but definitely MASH and... uh yeah, I, I get I get a newsletter written by him every you know, a couple months, and he he's just a, a genius writer. But his love of baseball drew him out of that business and straight into a, a broadcast booth,
3: which uh, the, is kind of crazy. Do you remember the part where he's trying to develop a home run call? Because I guess this is sort of your well,
1: that was the name of the book, right? I
3: think it wasn't it like going, going, oh, hey, wait a minute. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, 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 exactly. I I guess you can't be too self-conscious about these things that end up being sort of your famous whatever it would be line about something. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. uh, Have you worked on one or this is something sticking or do you you have uh, uh, when you're not doing it, do you sit around thinking, Okay, maybe I should have done it this way?
4: I, yeah, there's no way that you don't, uh, especially for the big moments. I think the best thing that's happened uh, for me during this quarantine is sitting around and basically watching my career unfold uh, on rerun TV now on these uh, on Fox Sports 1 or, or on Fox. I've seen old Super Bowls I've done, seen old World Series I've done, uh, oh4 with the Red Sox winning, 2016 with the Cubs winning, and It's hard to sit here and not critique everything or say, oh, I wish I had done this or I wish I had done that. When McGuire, Mark McGuire, set the home run record back in 98, everybody kept asking me, you know, if he breaks this record of uh, Roger Maris' 61 in 1961, what are you going to say? When he hits the 62nd home run, I was like, I don't know. I I never know what I'm going to say when I walk into a booth or when a pitch is thrown, you just kind of react. And eventually, I just I took the bait, and I wrote down on my scorebook what I would say for this historic moment. And the home run that he hit was barely fair, mm-hmm. uh, was just over the wall, and I could never get my eyes down to what I had written that morning. And I'm glad I did, because it was corny and stupid. And by the time, he, when when he was watching the ball, too, he leaped over first base, and he had to go back and touch first, which was part of the call and it's more you need to live in the moment anytime you kind of force action into what you thought of the week before it just it just doesn't really work in in uh in what i do have
3: have you ever been in a situation where you're assigned to do a particular game and for what one reason or another you get there and you're thoroughly unprepared and go into panic mode which is (laughs) the description of how how we are on the show every day Mm -hmm. is Uh,
4: yeah, no, that not thoroughly unprepared, but I think life happens. You know, I've I've had my, my older two daughters are now 23 and 20. I've now got twin uh, two-year-old boys and all this kind of coming and going and, and plane flights and getting to a certain city on time. And yeah, there are times where you feel rushed or you feel like, man, I, I'm about to go on national TV and I'm just not where I need to be. With with my preparation and and that's a bad feeling and and that's kind of the nightmare for a play by play broadcaster is is you you know when I that, those are my bad dreams I show up at a Super Bowl and I can't really see the field or I don't know the teams I don't know the names and the numbers and uh, that's the stuff that makes me wake up in a cold sweat but I, I've never been so unprepared that I couldn't do it but I think when I'm at my most prepared that's when I use my research the least and I just kind of freewheel and, and kind of see it and say it.
3: Yeah, I think the fact that you know you're prepared so you're, you're ready to go, That's I think that that's very helpful. Have yeah, you ever been a, a situation where you don't know the name that. of the player and all of a sudden you go, tackle by
4: 28. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, and I, I I hear other guys do it too because there, there are different ways to do it cleverly. Um, and I'm not always clever, but if you go, you know, and of course, that pass is caught over the middle, right about at the thirty-four yard line. All of this is stalling. Thirty-four <laughs> uh, yard line, and uh, wow, what a great throw! And uh, that was uh, Johnson who caught that <laughs> was, uh, thirty-four. Okay, yeah. and yeah, you just kind of you put it at the end of the sentence instead of uh, at the <laughs> beginning of it. Uh,
3: we're speaking to Joe Buck. The closest uh, I've ever come to doing what you what you do, uh, Joe, is I used to be the uh, the booth announcer. <laughs> At my son's high school games.
1: And yeah, I'm sure no, you want to hear about this show. Yeah, this is. Ahead, let yeah. me finish.
3: I'm about to make a point. I bet no. he agrees with me. I would go down before the game to the opposing team and get the pronunciation correctly of every player. Mm-hmm. You'd be amazed. You'd pronounce some guy's name incorrectly mm-hmm. and mom would well, be up yeah. in the booth. I bet. Yeah.
4: Heck yeah.
3: And on the... It, it, I'm,
4: It's literally, no, we are joking about it, but it is is one of the most important things that I do because if I show up and I, you know, every fan base is just rabid. I mean, go on my Twitter feed, rabid. (laughs) And if you show up and you mess up somebody's name, that everybody in that fan base is like, this guy is an absolute, he doesn't, it just makes you appear like you have no idea what the hell you're talking about? I've never had any any professional players' mom show up in the back of the booth, but uh, they probably tweeted at me at yeah. some point.
3: Okay, well, Joe Buck, it's always, it's a great pleasure talking to you. Uh, before we go, do, do you if you have a home office in there? Is there a special photograph you have that uh, highlights someone you met during your career?
4: I when you when you started that question, it uh, it made me instantly think of a picture that I have of my dad, and it was taken on a throwaway camera, uh, my dad holding my newborn daughter, watching me do the World Series with Tim McCarver. So in in the TV is my (laughs) fathead, and in the the, uh, front part of the foreground of the picture is my dad, and then my daughter, Natalie, uh, is resting on his chest. And it's just like it's three generations, and it's my dad watching me do the World Series instead of the way I grew up, which was me in the back of the booth watching him do all these big events. So it was it was really it's it's my favorite picture uh, that I've ever seen in my life.
3: Oh, that's so great! Well, Joe Buck, uh, let's hope everybody gets back to work soon. uh, Please, uh, we'll certainly look forward to uh, to hearing your great work. Thanks again.
4: All right, you guys are the best. Thank you. Thanks, oh, you Bye. Bye, Thank Joe.
3: Thank you, Joe. Wow, of the best. what a great story. Yeah, man, right. man. Yeah, that's that's true about the uh, the high school games. I mean, the-
1: <laughs> I think it'd be more, especially more important at a high school game than yeah.
3: maybe a pro game. And yeah. uh, there. And let's face it, there are names out there.
2: You get you get in hockey. Oh man. Yeah. Do I a World do Gymnastics it. Championship sometime. I bet. Oh. A lot of consonants. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of countries, a lot of consonants. Naughty, yes. naughty, uh, no uh, <laughs> <laughs> naughty of, of no vowels.
3: Only no vowels could scared. work the pommel horse, could not she? Oh, yeah. Nobody
1: better. Nobody yeah.
3: better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we had a request. I don't know if we have time to play it. Um, uh, maybe we can get it in later t- or tomorrow. The Of that famous... Um, Fake Olympics with the honeymoon of uh, Nadia Comaneci <laughs> and Bart, Bart Connor, Connor,
2: who are both Twitter followers of mine now. I'm sure maybe we, maybe we probably
3: won't play that then. That's a little rough. But it's that play-by-play uh, gag.
2: Man, um, they've been married a long
3: time. Once again. Um, yeah, so Are they happy?
2: Okay. Yeah, they seem very happy. My nice son.
3: She was uh, super cool.
2: Nadia? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: I was kind of nervous to meet Remember her. Remember with her yeah. name? Dave. Bart, Bart's always been great. I knew he'd be, but I thought, oh, oh this is going to be weird. She was really funny.
2: She she has grown up to be a very lovely woman. You would never know. She didn't look anything like she did when she was competing in gymnastics at the age of, what, 14 or whatever she was. You ever okay. see
1: those hammers, Josh? Mine. Oh, Stop. Let's That's move forward,
3: shall we? Yeah. Just okay. trying to...
1: Hey,
2: we have a story we haven't gotten to okay, today. Okay, what's that? Um, you've heard of Liquid Courage. How about Liquid Cush? Cannabis beverages have been steadily growing in popularity. Yeah. According to Cannabis Industry Analytics from Headsets 2019 Cannabis Beverage Market Report, <laughs> the canna drink market has doubled in the past two years with the market worth about $3 million. Canna drink. Canna drink.
3: That's not a big, very big market.
2: I can't imagine. Nationally, it's good. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. It's the only liquid that gives you dry mouth. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> <Huh? Good> point.
3: <laughs> What's wrong with things being what they are? And what, cannabis yeah. drinks
2: account for 1.4% of cannabis sales. And what would it
3: taste like? I don't know. That's what I said. It's got to be. There yeah. will be cannabis infused alcoholic coffee. <laughs> 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 you can just get it all in one can. Yeah, but new bacon flavor. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Maybe a, creamer. Mean, a you, creamer. So creamer. you take what the liquid cannabis whatever it is, soda, is that what it's called? Uh,
2: it just, you, it's you, a drink. I you, don't...
3: you pour it on your edibles and you've got stoner cereal. Sure. <laughs> and why do they, they they've they added this Ubbles to everything. Edibles. Yeah. Kids are going to start thinking if they eat those um, Lunchables, they're going to be getting high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the cheese and the cracker. <laughs> Have you the, seen the, the, the adult ham Lunchables? The gets you really floating. Those yeah. adult Lunchables are so good. The one? The adult lunch, lunch bowls. They're, They're a little good. bigger,
1: a little more substantial. Like crackers and cheese and pepperoni. And-
3: My little girls love those, especially the ones that have the brownies in them. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, <laughs> see, the brownies would be with.
3: See? And, then you, yeah. and then you buy those, and then the cheese blocks there. Yeah. Yeah crackers are there
2: but they only ate the brownies Brownies are gone
3: (laughs) there's today's edition
0: of the bob and tom extra for you make sure you catch us every weekday afternoon at three you can catch us on itunes google play and stitcher for the bob and tom show this is christopher
4: speaking have a great one